So today's conversation has kind of come out of my one of my own uh, personal struggles mm. of just wanting to get it right. Uh, it's kind of uh, my personality. It's it's just a bit of my bent that I I just want to I want to nail it. I want to get it right. I want to do what it takes. So when it comes to parenting, what does that mean? It means last week we talked about. Uh, guiding principles that shepherd your child's sexuality. And so then that got me thinking, okay, I want to really get that conversation right with my daughters what about how to, ha- sorry, <laughs> go ahead. about sex when you're teaching, you know, you have to have the talk. I want it to go well. I want it to be right. I want them to walk away encouraged and not like jarred and afraid. Although I'm sure there are some, there will be some of those feelings, but uh, and then when we started thinking about like discipline, like you so badly want to get it right. You don't want to ruin your kids. But at the same time, like it's not mm. totally in your hands. Right. We we follow the Bible. We teach and train and do the best we can. But um, if we're just checking the boxes, I know you don't like that. But if we're just going through the motions and we're not actually doing it in love, we're not actually there's something else that we're aiming for. Then I think we're just going to fall short which is the fear, right? <laughs> that you'll actually, yeah. ironically, it's the fear that you'll fall short. So hmm. we'll talk about this more on the other side. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you there. Did I give the whole podcast episode away? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> there's some There's some more stuff to unpack there. Uh, the unpa- uh, unpacking, to, un- to check the boxes. I uncheck boxes, you check boxes. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> No, checking the boxes. You're talking about trying to, if I just get the kid, you know, the, the right books or the right, if I just say the right thing or if I just get them they the right. They have the right shoes. They can run the fastest. <laughs> okay, they... so that so whatever that looks like in parenting life, you're saying that there's a way to get it technically right, but ultimately wrong. Right. So I'm just going to dive down. With what, is that, what does that mean to get it well, actually right? Well, this, right. that's the struggle. But I feel like God has been, again, so faithful and clear to me. To remind me that, and you also through you, I'll say mm-hmm. that <laughs> I can vacuum. So I can vacuum the house because you tell me right in the moment when I'm like steaming and struggling well, in, my own, then. in my own heart. <laughs> I know it's the most relevant, maybe the most potent, but it's not the most relevant. Um, that's, that's to be debated. No, usually I hear more after the situation. <laughs> Anyways, I can either grumble and complain about having to clean the house for people to come over uh, or because our house just looks like a bomb went off and we're trying to live our lives. Or I can be reminded that Mm. being hospitable is something that the Lord asks and requests us to do as believers. I can say thank you, God, for the little lives that are running around making messes every two inches of our house because that means that there's life. There's miracles that have happened and they're growing here and God is good. Mm. So, 1 Corinthians 13, 1, just real quick. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. This is the core of the episode today. If I do all the right parenting tricks and techniques, and I say all the right things, but have not love, I gain nothing, right? And it's not, again, it's not just about what I gain. It's about loving and teaching and training our children for the glory of God. I love it. Building a house that follows the glory of God, to the glory of God. So first question, I think, 
when we're faced with some of these hard conversations, how do we discipline our kids? How do we have the sex talk with our kids? How do we address little Johnny's misdemeanors (laughs) or misbehaviors? (laughs) Not misdemeanors. Another pregnancy brain. Past Johnny's felonies. (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny because there are there are there are felons among us. That's right. We yes. Hopefully, yeah. Um. So where do we first go, and where should we go? That's really good question. I'm so glad you asked. Telling of our heart, yeah. And so you quoted First Corinthians 13, which everybody knows it. I mean, in Christendom, I should say. And it's this idea. It's the love chapter, right? But sometimes he says, "I we have not we have not love. Yes, I am nothing." So it, it begs the question: If I don't want to be nothing how do i get the thing that makes me something which is love which means what is love what is it objectively who is love namely mm-hmm. love is a is a character trait of god so it's point it's a neon sign pointing us to god god is love and so when we have these hard questions um we need to run to love himself first mm-hmm. and how do we do that it's not a subjective thing like cuz we have this example so if I, I love my mom. I'm just. Gonna, I'm sorry. I'm gonna throw my mom in, under the small bus right now. <laughs> the candy bus. <laughs> she, the candy. The, it's, it's more of an ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> she will admit this, though. She's, oh my word! She's fully like, yep, no, that's we, me. <laughs> we were at my parents. You you were you were riding, and uh, I took the girls over to my parents' house. And my mom, they have this like smorgasbord of ice cream in their freezer. It's it's like, anyway, she gives them these like adult. Anyway, she she gives them too much sugar. And, and she knows it and she thinks it's hilarious. That's just what and grandmas she, do. And, and she did that to me all growing up because like, oh, you like it. Just have some more. And I'm like, this is why I, I'm probably pre-diabetic. <laughs> I had to have luck. I'm kidding. The point is, is there's a version of love that is maybe more along this, along those lines of, mom, I love you again. Sorry. But enabling that sort of thing or just doing it because it feels good in the moment. Right. Like, you have a smile on your face, so how can it not be love? Right. No, like and then comes the sugar crash, and then comes the the, and, the health issues. Yes. Like and th- we can deal with all that stuff. With it's funny with my parents, right? But but there's a there's a version of that that is not so funny, right? Where we can think to ourselves as we're parenting our kids, like we just want them to be happy. Yeah, it's fine if they have a phone and well, okay. in their room, and it's fine. We talked about the sexuality conversation right? last week, but hey, they're happy with this new identity right. that they're taking. You're elevating home. happiness, comfort. So pleasure. is that love? And so we, and that's why we can't just say, this is where we had a little bit of pre-recording dialogue is like, we need both truth and love because truth must inform our love and love must soften our truth. And they work in concert to point us to Christ because Christ is both true and loving. Right. If we have a Christ who is not true, we have no one. If we have a Christ who is not loving, but he is true, we have a tyrant. But instead we have a Lord and a Savior who's called us. And that's how we are called to model Mm -hmm. God, Christ, God's loving Christ to our kids is through truth and love. So we must go to truth. We must go to love. The way we do that is in God's word. That's what I was trying to get with all that. It's great. No, it's great because I, my questions up front were just kind of, where do you go? Where's your first stop when you are thinking about, okay, how do I have this conversation Mm. with my kids about sex? How do I um, discipline them in love? I know my son is struggling with, you know, Video games, video games, or, or sexuality you know, stuff or friendships, friendship or stuff, yeah. you know, how, where do I go first? Man, I'm scrolling in Instagram. I got a book. I'm going to Fierce Parenting. You know, <laughs> I've got. They're all like reasonable places to go. Possibly, they can kind of give you mm. 
um, the relational aspect, I think, but they miss the instructional and they miss the foundational, right? We can even go to friends and other uh, parents and podcasts, but again, the first resource, the f- not, I don't even want to say resource, the first person that we should always go to is God himself and through him go to his word and understand first and foremost what the scriptures say and how they author- how they uh, bear weight and they are the authority uh, voice yeah. in the situation. So That's talking good. about love, talking about the what love means and how to parent in love and not just elevate happiness and keep our child happy, right? And 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 this is not um for me, I don't know that it was about keeping my kids happy as much as it was about me l- loving loving the yeah. situation and circumstance. What, what, yeah, so one example that, so you really want the house to be orderly because the kids, they, they Everybody do better functions work, better. they function better, they're happier, they I play better. better, they don't fight and argue as much. God is a God of order. <laughs> and so in your mind, and I know we struggle with this, is that if you can just get the dishes done, the laundry put away, and everything tidy, then, then I can raise my kids. <laughs> or then, it's true. That's the voice. You're like, then, okay, then we can get to the things that we need to get to. Then I can actually like sh- tell them I love them. Right. But until then, like, right. I need to show them through the things I do. And so I want to ask you, and I, I know you have an outline here, but I want to ask you this question. <laughs> on, the, uh, on the, so our, our oldest daughter, we're starting to think about, you know, should we talk about? No, when, we know when. When? <laughs> I don't know when. To talk about? Okay. I thought we talked about this. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. A mom and a daughter date yes, at a certain age. Yes. yes. And and so we're starting to think, okay, what is that? What are the hoped desired outcomes yeah, for that? And what are the goals for that yeah. conversation? And so as a mother who's getting ready to kind of open You're that preparing. topic up. You're preparing, yeah. Where would you first, where would you go first? <laughs> You're saying go to the word, but where did you, where were you tempted to go first? And this is where we had a conversation and process through it. Sure. Well, because, because I feel like I'm, in the word on a daily basis because it is I'm feasting on the word on a daily basis. But you, bought, you had bought a book that was going to be instructive, and right? That, that is supplemental to okay. what the what the word says. I'm not just going to buy any book that says, "Hey, how to talk to your kids about sex." Whoa, that's a scary place to go. Um, yeah, I am going. I know what scripture says about marriage. I know what it says about sex. I know what it says about the marriage covenant. If you don't know these things, go there first. Amen. When you know these things and you feel like you've got somewhat of a good grip on on what God is saying, how mm. you're supposed to lay it out. I get books that can help with the how-tos of, you know, mm. beginning so. to have those conversations. But again, these books, these these books are highlighting scripture. They're bringing scripture up to the yeah. top. They're bringing God's word up to the top. They're reminding you of what the the issue, not the issue, but what what ultimately you want your children to walk away with from this conversation. Mm. It's not just, okay, well, you know, sit them down and get them have, have a nice you know dessert and do something fun it's like oh yeah those might be really fun things but and maybe it would you know give the experience a little more you know memorability but that's not the goal right and so it's always okay. in emphasizing and reminding me and bringing me back to scripture to what god's word says it's and, not ever in contrary to yeah. it and it's not ever above it but and, I get lost in the how-to. That's where I. That's okay. where I would struggle. Okay. And I just want to maybe add to that that you are going to scripture, and I would enc- encourage you, listener, viewer, go to the scripture with a shovel and be mm-hmm. ready to dig, and keep digging. Mm-hmm. And when you hit rocks, dig around them, dig further, because there are going to be times in life. This is life advice. This isn't just parenting advice. But there are there are going to be times when you don't know what to do, and you don't you don't 
know where in scripture to find those answers. Mm. And it's instructive for our lives. It may not tell you spelled out exactly how to handle every situation right. you're going to face as an individual or as a parent, but the wisdom of God yes. is sufficient. Yeah. It's sufficient to tell us how to live our lives under the glory of Christ unto the good of and how to, of human flourishing. How to trust him when we don't know and how so, we can always hope yeah. and know that we are loved by him. And this is one of the main reasons we always we kind of harp on biblical literacy in the home as both we talked about it on the marriage side yeah. two weeks ago mm-hmm. and we talked about it on the parenting side a few, a few times mm-hmm. because if we don't even know the lay of the land how can we possibly know where to go and begin digging right right if we're looking for wisdom and we have no idea there's wisdom to be found in proverbs right like Absolutely. we're going to be looking through leviticus thinking there's nothing here for me <laughs> there's nothing here for me or if we don't if we need to to be affirmed in the grace of God, and we have no idea that Paul talks about grace or that Pauline theology speaks to that, and it's based on what Christ taught. And if we have no idea yeah. of those things, we will be in, we'll, we'll be in the, the Andes Mountains digging when we should be in the Great Plains. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Right, absolutely. Uh, so that's why biblical literacy, literacy is so important. But then being willing to engage the text. There, the, there are mysteries in Scripture, but Scripture is not mysterious mm-hmm. in that it is made available to us. Translations are incredible. This is just the exhortation to go. Right and let it do what it does. Yeah. So uh, I think that we just need to be reminded. Uh, there's just a few verses here. Luke 10, 27, Mark 10, 17, and then, oh, we'll stay in Luke 10 for just a minute. We'll read through Mark, a quick verse, and then uh, 1 Corinthians will finish out what love is. So uh, in Luke 10, uh, Jesus is, this is the story of the Good Samaritan because they're asking him, like, who's my neighbor? Who am I supposed to love? Because, again, Jesus is coming, and he is saying, it's not just about following all the laws, right? I've come to fulfill the law. And so now I'm, there's a new commandment, like love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, mm-hmm. and then love your neighbor as yourself. And so this new command to love covers all of the previous, I don't want to get <laughs> radical here, covers, uh, basically covers all of the other laws, right? He says it all boils down to this, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. Right. And so... You go for a few verses further, you see Mary and Martha, right? That whole problem, which I'm like, yeah, that happens all the time to me, is you've got Mary or Martha, right, busying herself yeah. uh, with being hospitable, wanting to feed people. And he's just like, hey, Jesus, could you ask Mary to give me a hand, right? And she's and he is just like kind of, you know, it's great what you're doing, Martha, but do you realize like who I am? Like love incarnate is sitting in front of her <laughs> and, you know, She's just like, could you, we got things to do, right? And how many times as a parent we do that, right? Uh, the rich young ruler, we were reading through Mark 10, 17 during our family worship. We talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago. Um, what is Jesus addressing? This rich young ruler is like, Jesus, I have kept all your commandments. I've, I've done everything you said. What else do I have to do to enter mm-hmm. the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says, go and sell all your things and follow me. And that was really hard for him because, and he walked away because he was very rich and he was very wealthy. So what is what is that telling us? That it's bad to have money and be rich, that we should all sell everything? You know, these are questions we ask the girls. Um, you know, at the end it says that everything is possible with God. Well, everybody's heard that <laughs> scripture taken out of context a billion times over. So can we just ask God for anything and it's all possible? Definitely not, right? What is Jesus doing here? He's getting to the heart of the the man's repentance and saying Absolutely. like if you really are if you want to right if you, if you say if what you say is true mm-hmm. then this is this is the thing that i'm going to require of you right it's the test right it's that will you die the death of a living sacrifice mm-hmm. 
So will, will you, you place your Isaac on that altar yeah. and trust that the Lord will provide? So as a parent, will you put your child's happiness of wanting something that is not going to be good for them mm. in the long run? Will you trust the will Lord, you trust the Lord? With the outcome of your obedience to his word? Yeah. Will you trust the Lord with the outcome of your obedience to his word? In other words, when you don't want to do what scriptures are requiring of you, will you do it anyway? And will you trust that that it's good? With your kids, it? with a little voice that's yes. saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want you to do this. I don't right. like you. I think you're, I don't agree with this, right? All of the opposing mm-hmm. little children of voices that are saying these things and you know in your heart, you're like, oh, this is the battle I didn't want to face. But... Mm. Jesus is Lord and I can trust him and I can hear these voices and not be affected. I can still be obedient. I can still trust in God. So this is, I think, what it means to do it in love, right? It's not that you need to be angry in how you do it. It doesn't mean you have to just take it away and like, we're done. You know, it's, again, doing it in love. And so if we read through, I think you should read uh, 1 through 8, uh, 1 Corinthians 13. So we read this already. You want to read it again? We read 1 through 4. Yes, I want to read it again. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. That's, that's key right there. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Mm. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. It hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. Mm. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. Mm. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So and now, yeah. And here's the crescendo. Here's, here's, yeah. here's, here's That's what I was hoping for. And now faith, hope, and love abide of these three, but the greatest of these is love. And mm. why is love the greatest? Is it because faith is worthless? No. Is it because hope is pointless? No. But love encapsulates those things. Because if we know love, if we have love as embodied in Christ, as exemplified in Christ, but as empowered, there's three E's, by the Holy Spirit, it follows that faith and hope follow, that faith and hope abide right. as well. And so parenting in love, it's so much more than, like you say, checking the boxes and getting all the right things right. Because even in the middle of serving Jesus, yeah. we can be doing so unlovingly. Mm-hmm just as Martha was doing that fateful day. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? What do you have to add? That's it. That's it. Okay. But if you don't know Jesus. Yeah. You, you, uh, you do the invitation. I'll do the invitation. You always do the invitation. If you don't know Jesus, he is love and he loves you. God's word says this. He so loved the world. And the word there is hutos. It's not that he loved so much. It's that he loved the world in such a way so as to send his own son to die the sinner's death. He said mm-hmm. his own begotten son so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have life eternal. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the invitation to you. Do you want to know God? Do you want to know God's love? The answer is, if, if that's you, you can. And the way you do that is you trust in Christ. If you want to know exactly what that means, 
um, we have a website set up for you. Uh, it's thenewsisgood.com. You're welcome to visit that. If you've become a Christian, but you want to send that to somebody else, that's there for them too. The whole point is it just gives you kind of a primer. What does it mean to place my faith in Christ? And then how do I s- step forward in that journey? We want to invite you into that. We're talking about love today. And all of this is meaningless mm-hmm. if we have a God who is fake, if we have a God who isn't love himself, but he has placed in us this innate desire to know and to love and to be fully known and to still be fully loved. And that's mm-hmm. what Christ is. is he's, he knows you fully. He loves you fully. We invite you into that. Let's pray. Jesus, you're our Lord. You're our Savior. We love you. We mean it. Lord, help us to love you in truth and in faith and in hope and in deed. Help mm-hmm. us to love you with everything that we are. And in doing so, help us love our children faithfully out of obedience to you. Lord, help us to trust you in how we love. Mm-hmm. May our love be molded after your love and not some worldly version of it or not some uh, some twisted version of love that we've come up with on our own. Mm-hmm. But let our love be rooted in you. Let it be rooted in your word. Let it be informed by your eternal truths, not our own. Pray for these parents. Go with them. Mm-hmm. Give them grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, thank you so much for sticking with us. We so appreciate you. We love doing this, and we will do it as long as the Lord allows it. The primary way he allows it is he just gives us breath in our lungs and says, yep, you can wake up one more day. Mm. Another way he allows it is he gets people like you who have been blessed by this ministry, and he says, you know what, partner with them. And we would ask that you pray. If God, if you feel that kind of that tug that God wants to use you to partner with us, just pray about it. We're going to keep going either way by God's grace, but you can partner with us by going to fierceparenting.com slash partner. We'd be honored to have you there. Uh, With that said, um, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... In the can. We'll see you again in seven days. So until then... Stay fierce.